0: Get it on now. We're recording, y'all. So. All right, boom. Wave. Welcome to Street Recovery. I have a father and son team here, you know. Both are legends in their own way. Um, Malik Duncan and his dad, Mike Bell. Um, Mr. Bell, let's get to it. Three successful kids. Absolutely. Hey, how, how does that feel for one?
1: I mean, it, it feels great. You know, when your kid's doing positive and you keep them, you know, on the right path and they take the right path, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, how father's not, all of the kids' father's not around right now.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: So you have to be there for your kids and keep them right. It's a beautiful thing.
0: I mean, every last one of them doing well you know. Absolutely. Uh, growing up through the program, they came, you know, with my father's program. Uh, mm-hmm. I seen every last one of these guys play. Right. Every last one of these dudes had some kind of uh, leadership about they self. Uh, some kind of, they, it, it it was one of those things where you see these guys, and they couldn't be steered in the wrong direction. Where was that built? How did you build that within them between you and Mom?
1: Well, you try to, you know, let them know that, you know, doing wrong when, you, when you're young and you take the wrong path, it, it leads to the penitentiary or the graveyard. Yeah. You know, and don't nobody want to die.
0: Mm-hmm. They all
1: got to die. You feel me? They know you should die young. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So you try to let them know that if you take this wrong path, it's a chance you can end up in a penitentiary or you can end up in a graveyard. Yes. Or you can take this positive path, you know what I'm saying, and grow and develop something, get you a nice woman, and raise a family, and, you know, do positive things yeah. and die an old man.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, that's one of the greatest ways to go out, you know? Absolutely. Mr. Duncan. <coughs> Yo. Def, defensive player uh, for Quiet City uh, of, of the uh, Indoor Football League. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is what I want to know. How in the hell did you manage to go over there and stir up some hell uh, for one after you got out of school? How did you make that happen?
2: Well, uh, my journey was crazy. Um, it was just like a – I remember – about 10 years ago, exactly. I uh, mean, my dad went to my banquet at high school. Um, and I didn't even get a participation award. Remember that dad? Yeah. And he was like, uh, we was salty about it. Uh, I think I was a junior at the time. He was just like, you just got to make them feel you. Like, you got to make a name. I want people to be like, you know, when they see me, that's Dunk Dad. not nah, that's yeah. Mike Bell, son. You know? Yeah. So I took that approach and just worked hard. And just always remember that hard work, you know. Beast talent and then it just took it and ran with it and just worked hard man and i was able to go division one um i was the first ever all-american corner in saint francis history so that was big um and i had some great met some great friends and they pushed me every day and it was just a blessing but then after that i got a chance at the pittsburgh Steelers, and then i ended up going to quad city so um quad city i it's uh, – I still – me personally, I feel like I haven't even really showed my best um, what I really can do. This past season was – You're still young. Yeah, but just off the, you know, uh, the the things that I have done, is like 2022 with Quad City. We went to the national championship and lost in Las Vegas um, by two. Um, everything was great going into – you know, I had my brother, my other brother that people don't really know about, his other son, D-Man, uh, Darion Jackson. But um, we um, we was, we was you know, causing havoc. And I ended up tearing my LCL and my MCL at the same time. Shit. And I just kept playing, though. I played through it, popped some Tylenols, and just dug it out. So I ended up putting on some weight, um, un- unnecessary weight, and finished the season. And then this past season, I wasn't even going to play just because my mental just wasn't there. Um, just with everything from ha- uh, having surgery and just really wasn't where I wanted to be. So it wasn't the greatest season,
0: Um, but it was the season that got you, uh, you know, got you, got you going, and how to recover from the injury.
2: Yeah, this this past season woke me up to reality, to like, you know, just with everything I went through, you know, through the people talking about me, just bring me back flashbacks to what motivated me ten years ago. So now, you know, uh, my motto going into this next season is everything's personal. And that's how I'ma live it by for this next go round. You
0: know, when my brothers and my father, they see your sons, (laughs) you know, they smile, man. You know, Uh, it's nothing like seeing the joy in my father's face when he see all three of your boys, and he say, you know, he say certain things, right. But more, they're successful. They, you know, they come from his crop, as he say. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, he yep, appreciates yep. that seeing that, and I appreciate the smile that I get to see on his face when he see you guys. You know, yeah, I, it, it's it's something else. You know, yeah. Uh, without a lot of you guys, me and my brothers won't get to see some of the fruits of the labor. You know that they put in and my pops put in, and uh, you know, it's it's a hell of a feeling when he can sit up here and brag about you guys, you know. Yeah.
2: Your dad, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Your dad was the first one to call me Mo Week. <laughs> it never was Malik, it was Mo Week. So my cousins to this day right now, they call me Mo Week. When they spell it it's M O Week. So that's the craziest thing, but it's hilarious though. It's hilarious.
0: Um being being the neighborhood that we practice in and play ball in uh, you know what comes with that right how did you manage uh, you know to get around some of those things without uh getting caught up in a lot of this street shit uh
2: for me it was more like so my, my uncle Rome he he goes to every practice when we was playing and my cousin Jerome Baker uh that's his father and um Uncle Ron, Miami pretty, Dolphin
0: uh, linebacker. Group.
2: Yeah, and uh, Uncle Ron was pretty much like honest about like who we hung around, you know, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. My dad was just like, all right, you know, Uncle Ron going to practice. My mom, Uncle Ron, going, we know Uncle Ron going to be at practice. So yeah, you just got to really know like who you hang around. Just understand that, you know, I was a guy growing up. You know, I I wouldn't I didn't. I thought everybody was my friend, you know. My dad always would say, like, everybody's not your friend. But I never really realized that until I got older and I really started going through, going through different things. But just to manage to get through that, you just got to understand, like, you see these guys make this choice. Why would I make this choice, too? You know what I'm saying? And I can end up being in this situation. Like, I'm a guy. I don't really – I ain't sitting here trying to argue with nobody. I ain't with no debating and none of that stuff. Sure. I'm, I'm trying to just live a good life, positive life, and happy life. Everything obviously can't be happy. You know, you can't always be happy, but I just want to be at peace enough to the point where I know I'm happy. So it just, you know, you just got to make the decision. You know, I lost a lot of friends at young ages and, you know, over the years to gun violence and stuff like that. And I know I ain't trying to die young from that, you know. how?
0: Let me ask you this. Uh, we all uh, black males and we all live in the city and we all lost friends uh, to a lot of this Street shit. Um, one of the most mum One let's let's say this. One of the most memorable moments when you got that call. That somebody is out of here. Yeah. You know. Mr. Bell, what was that call for you?
1: Well, what it was like. Yes. Well, you know it's uh, like one of just. Mentioning one of my dudes man he uh I had just left him, and uh you know it was just something I just couldn't believe it. you know what I'm saying? It's like a dream, you know what I'm saying like yeah. you know they called me i he called he called me it was like two fifteen he called me, and I talked to him on the phone just at night two fifteen in the morning, and he was supposed to came with me, and I was like, yeah, I said I'm about to leave, I'm about to come pick you up right now. soon I hang up, it wasn't even five minutes later. Somebody called me and said he was dead, and I said I just got off the phone with him. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of like just blew me all the way back. I just really couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Until I went down the way, then went to the hospital, and he was dead. It was uh, just, you know, it was just unbelievable, man. It's just like, you know, one minute here, next minute you gone. gone. You man. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how fast it can happen, just like that. You know what I'm saying? Don't take long to die. No. You know what no. I'm saying? And the first thing people say, I just talked to him. I just talked to him. I just seen him. You know, people say that, you know, but that's how it go, you know.
0: Mr. Duncan, yeah. that, uh, that call that you got. Uh, I'd say the one that
2: probably stick with me the most. It's probably like two of them. Uh, 20, in 2019 and then 2020, 2019, I had a birthday party. Uh, my cousin Jay um, – he was on his way. We just talked at like 10.30. We just literally talked on FaceTime. And he know I don't really like to be outside. Mm-hmm. I don't go, I don't kick it. But if I kick it, I'm going to kick it. So, yeah. But he like, cuz, you really having a party? I'm like, yeah, man. You going to be there? He like, yeah, I'm going to be there, fool. Dude. So I'm like, all right, then. And this was like, literally, we hung up. He died. But I didn't know he died until 12, about twelve 15. I'm like, in the club. I'm like, he still ain't here. And I check my phone. I look on Instagram. He the first one popped up. And I just remember dropping. I just dropped in the seat. And it was just like, it was unbelievable because we played Alani Burton together. Mm-hmm. And your brother, he, um, you know, Coach PJ, he coached us. We went undefeated this year. Uh, my major year, we had went undefeated. We had lost in the second round against the um, ECDH Street Browns. But he was on that team. And on that team alone, I say, no, nah, the team before that, we probably lost like, when I look at that picture, probably like five people that I know for sure that died on that team, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying?
0: Which is crazy. You know, I hate to bring back these kind of memories and these kind of, uh, you know, feelings. But in order for a lot of us uh, parents and kids to understand uh, how this shit works, you know, yeah, it has to be spoke about through people with real experience instead of listening to these guys with the music, you know. Sure. Uh, a lot of these guys, uh, we we don't know who, but a lot of these guys, they can't have the experience that, you know, a lot of us uh, have seen and been through in life with this, uh, this street shit. Um, what do, let me ask you this. Everybody that you've been around, uh, with the street shit, you being not being street guy, right? Are you comfortable being around them?
2: If I feel like if, if it's a situation where I feel like my dad always told me if it's a situation where you think it's some funny money going on, don't even go. And my dad always told me like I don't ride in the car with nobody. I ride by myself. You know, mm-hmm. like. You know what I'm saying? I ride with him. I just ride with people who you know doing good. If you feel like somebody doing bad, you can't be around them. So I just try not to put myself in a bad situation. If I feel like that, if I feel like if something to go south, I just won't. I won't do it. I mean, I just you just got to make a smart decision. And when the street stuff, it's like you got you got family members who who with the street stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I don't need to be the. Stri- I'm trying to make it out. I, I'm trying to be the one to be like they they call me like oh cuz you know cuz on TV or cuz doing this or. You know, let's go to Cuz' house. Like, I want to be the, I don't need to, That's I got family members who already did that and who, you know, who do that. I don't want no parts of that. I'm just trying to keep it positive. I want to be a role model. You know, my nephews, my future kids, and family members, or even people, you know, who, who don't even personally know me, who just know my story or just see me or just boom, boom, boom. Be like, oh, that dude Malik Duncan is da da da, da. I want to be one of that. I want to be remembered like that, like somebody that people remember me
0: in that way. How hard is that? These, you know, growing up, because you're 26, right? 27. I just turned 27. How hard is it staying on a straight path uh, these days, you know, from your tw- 19, 20 years old all the way up to now, to just stay on that straight path and not get bothered or get caught up in that BS? Uh,
2: it was hard. I mean, to to come from the hood, right? Like, I didn't go outside for real in the hood, yeah. You can ask anybody, I didn't. My cousins would try to get me to come outside and friends, and I ain't going outside. I just would stay in the house, play the game, and and I love football. So it was like, I'm like, I got to make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that was the my, always my goal. But just to stay on the course, it was adjustment to go from, you know, to go from the hood and from the city to go to predominantly white school. Right? That was and, uh, the crazy adjustment of my life.
0: It's one of those experiences that – you never forget, and many kids don't get.
2: Yeah, but it it, it woke me up because I don't. I had some situations where you know it could have went south quick, mm-hmm. and 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 luckily you know it was false allegations, you know.
3: And mm-hmm.
2: I never talked about it because it was like it was false allegations. It was never nothing. I wasn't even there, you know. Somebody just right. used my name in situations, and it went from there. But I just was like, those woke me up, you know. And from that day forward, it was like. And that's when I changed to the point where it was like I have to adapt mm-hmm. to where in any environment I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, wherever I'm at, I have to adapt to that situation.
0: It helped you a hell of a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bill, him getting to that position, to where he is, um, he how, I'm going to ask this, that's a rare position. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you've done to get him to that position because there's a lot of parents they don't know how to get it, you know, to where their their kid is in a different situation and a chance to win in
1: life. Well, you you, you um I I had went I had took the wrong path at one time. Like all my friends, you know, they when they do negative things, mm-hmm. you know, cuz I can I was always type I, i be with, I could be with anybody. Right. I was never no follower, I was a, was a leader. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, so I always try to teach them to be a leader, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Cause you know how people, some people say if you hanging with the same person, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. That's not always true. Because mm-hmm. see, when my friends, when I was coming up, my friends say they finna go rob somebody or they finna go take something or do something, I shake their hand and say, y'all be careful, I'm gonna yeah. see you later. And I go one way, they go the other. Yeah. If they say they want to go get drunk and smoke weed. I say, okay, I see y'all later. I go one way and go, they go the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? But when I took my wrong path in selling drugs, you know what I'm saying, I was just trying to do that to take care of my family. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yes, yes. When I went to prison, I was trying to let them know, I tell them prison stories.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So when you tell them prison stories, they don't want that. No, You know what it. I'm saying? It's yeah. like if the stove is hot, that fire over there. A kid don't know, but if your daddy say, son, don't touch that fire right there, you'll burn yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to say, okay, you can take, I can take what my daddy's saying and take it to the bank
0: because mm-hmm.
1: I know my daddy going to tell me the truth.
0: When you laughed, yeah. when, you I, don't I have to <laughs> say no names? Or no, I'm like just, that. no, but it's just he, he, we talk every,
2: <laughs> we, uh, one thing about me, like now that I'm older and stuff like that as, I, as the years went on, I call my parents every day. Like even if I just need to talk to my mom for five minutes, if I I just have to talk to them once a day. My dad is more like, you might talk to him today, and then you might get two days, might not talk to yeah. him, but he gonna call you back. He might call you back at the weirdest time. So, but my mom, I blow her. I can blow her up. Him, he sleep until who knows. So you never <laughs> know. But he tell we talk. He tells me stories all the time. That's one thing my dad gonna do. He's gonna tell you a story. He might tell you the same story. But it's just, it, it sounds so crazy, and it just sounds so good. You just be like, you just re-listen to it. I'm like, all right, yeah, Dad, you go ahead. Finish the story, Dad. He'd be like, yeah, Dad, you told me that story. He'd be like, oh, I told you that story already? He'd be like, yeah. But it was cool, though, because it's just like, he, he say great stories because it's the truth, but you be like, you know, you just want to get his point of view. Or like, I love just getting my parents' point of view to on um, uh, anything that I'm going through in life, or just what they went through, or just their opinion, because it's just, it's just cool yep. to me for real. Like I just that's how I look at it.
0: Those those stories that he tell they stick in your head. I mean, yeah,
2: I mean, I was younger. My dad, I seen my dad beat a dude up one time when I was like, what was that dad? Two years old. Two. Two. And I remember Never that. Again. And I and I told him, Would you don't hit don't beat me like you did that. I don't think I was two or three years old. And mm. and he said, ever since that day, I started acting different towards him, but it was just like that thing stuck in my head and i remember my dad hit me one time when i was a kid like he didn't even you know parents whoop kids right right he just gave me a boom but but i remember that hit like to the point where i can remember the pain like Mm -hmm. from that day if i flash back i can remember it was stinging it was hurting i never want him to hit me again you know what i'm saying that was my whole thing so i'm like i don't want to get him to the point where he mad because he don't even get mad Mm -hmm. so when he is mad He's mad. He's you mad. know what I'm saying? He really did. Something. Yeah, like that's how my mom is to the point where like if she get mad, she mad, you know what I'm saying? So I don't be one that's how And I, I think
0: live. you you don't have any kids yet, right? No, I don't have no kids, no. I, that that, uh, that way is the most effective way to uh raise successful kids. When they see that you're mad and you you don't, you know, you don't really hit them or whatever like that. Mm. But when you get when they get hit Oh, shit, I really fucked up. Dad's really mad at me. You know, yeah. uh, I was the same way, uh, with son and daughter. I didn't, but I thump him upside his head, and he, he don't want that anymore, you know. Yeah. And go on to be a great kid, just like you. No street shit. Finish school. Go to work. Live a good life, Yeah. You Absolutely. Know?
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, my dad always told me, like, I mean, he just he emphasized that in our brains. Like, when we had kids, you ain't got to whoop your kids. No. So that's why I'm like, whenever I, you know, come to the day where I do have kids, children, I ain't whooping them. But yeah, they um, don't just have to. Yeah. yeah, ain't no, it's just it's simple things. But, like, my dad will, will bribe us, you know, with stuff to make us work harder, right? Yes, like, yes. Like, you go out and do this today. I got that PlayStation for you or something like that. You know what I'm saying? He make, yeah. You Got to find a way to 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 go get it. You know. And that's that's how the he most operated. effective
0: way, right there. Make you guys uh, earn your your reward. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's 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 how it
1: do. Yeah, that's how it go. Yeah,
2: for sure. I mean, it's just living like going from like you know what I'm saying you you hang with your parents right. I, I grew up in a separate house. So my mm-hmm. mom and my dad. So you know, my mom is just. You know your traditional great mom right mm-hmm. And you know she do everything she can she gonna provide for her children and she gonna make sure everybody she gonna give up her last before anything right like she a- putting us, yeah she yeah. putting us before she put herself right and then my dad you got my dad he he gonna do the same but then it's like you go kick it with my dad you go to my dad house as a kid it's every kid's dream right like yeah. ain't no rules you got zero rules, you got all the candy you want. You know what I'm saying? You we drinking pop, we stand up all night. Long as there ain't nobody burning the house down or killing,
0: anybody, <laughs> he
2: don't care. You feel me? We eat McDonald's for breakfast, we eat Wendy's for lunch, and we eat pizza for dinner.
0: That's the beautiful thing of a devil double printing <laughs> household, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same with my father. My mother and father split. And uh we go to my dad's house. He got all the football players over there spending the night. So is one of those things oh we up all night you yeah, know yeah so, i mean mr bell effective parenting uh co-parenting as he you just said which mm-hmm. uh how a lot of we have a lot of this these days co-parenting uh a lot are successful as you are uh a lot are unsuccessful which let's say this with three three boys, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? How? How? Can, a lot of our brothers. How do they go by this? Even if uh, they have a other half that's not on the same path uh, as parenting. What advice can you give them? Because we have a lot of brothers that's going through it in life mm-hmm. with baby mamas. Mm-hmm. Not saying you did. Understand? No. Uh-huh. But. Uh, I figure you would know a lot, you know, you from the 80s, 70s, mm-hmm. you've been de- you've been around for a while. Absolutely. You've been dealing with the insane thing. Absolutely. How do a lot of these brothers uh, manage to try and raise their kids the way you did mm-hmm. and not have that much of a problem, you know? with the drama and all that kind of what stuff.
1: What you mean, like, if she got two sons and one bad and one good? Yeah. And you try to You're trying to, right. Yeah, well, uh, the one that's good, she have to tell him, you know, everything is a learning experience. Like, well, uh, if, whether he doing good or bad, you have to say, this is what you want to do. If he doing something positive, you say, this is what I want to do. If he doing something negative, you say, that's what I don't want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. See, it's
1: all a learning experience either way it go. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So you have to teach him and try to say, well, look, if, if the older one then got too far gone, you know what I'm saying, and you can't help him, then he probably have to experience prison mm-hmm. before he just, you know what I'm saying, or a scared straight program or something. You know what I'm saying? And then she tried to keep the other one on the right path and say, look, I don't want you to be like your brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your brother, he's, he's going for bad. He's doing this, and he's going to end up in the penitentiary or the graveyard, and I don't want that for you and try to save one of them if you can't save both of them.
0: The reason why I ask that, like I say, is because there's, I have the conversation with a guy, uh, one of my guests, and we were speaking, uh, a lot of parents don't know how to prevent their kids from the street life these days mm-hmm. um, with much shit that's going on and easier these days to get into something real fast.
1: Absolutely, for sure. Um,
0: you know, a lot of parents just don't know how to prevent their kids from going out there. And some of these kids have everything, but they want to test the waters. I mean, I don't know. Uh, my way of doing things like you did, you know, mm-hmm. pop them upside the head and give them what all you give them, rewards or whatever. hmm Young man, uh how do you manage to uh, – the advice you can give a lot of these kids. Uh, oh, man. I mean, you just, su- just you're, suce- you're a successful pro ball player. Right. You know, your story needs to be told more. Yeah, they you don't know, a even know the it,
2: real story, though. That's the crazy well, part.
0: Hey, you know, <laughs> this is this is success right here. Yeah. You know, this is success. I mean – what more can you ask for? you can ask for the million dollars and all that kind of stuff it's gonna come, yeah, but right here, the grind to get there is a success
2: yeah i've been from I've really been from the bottom, you know what i'm saying like i yeah. really I was at the point where like where people like like i was depressed i i didn't i had the the most depressing part of my life before I had real bad mental health problems I had like like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really was going through things to the point where it was, like, like, it's hard to – I got brothers who, who you know, they look at my brothers and they, like, Mike Bell kids, you mm-hmm. know, Wanda Duncan kids, and they they were stars, you know what I'm saying? And this you go and you you a nobody, right? You a nobody, you – nobody, you know, I got people who's – my friends, I'm thinking they my friends, talking about me, spreading rumors, you know what I'm saying, in high school. I ain't playing, you know what I'm saying, they they called me you remember the movie Rudy they called yeah, me Rudy yeah. you know what i'm saying they say all type of shit and was just like it was like man it was just like it was depressing you feel me you know you you, you young you 15 16 uh and all that then you trying to talk to females you growing up you feel me females playing you and it's just a lot going into that school ain't the same you really depressed to the point where you don't even want to really be around people right and then when i had that that banquet well my dad, that that literally was like my turning point into my life to the point where it was like a flip a switch. And it was like they used to like say things, they used to call me like Instagram. They used like, Oh, all you wanna do is just post a picture of you in the jersey in the Instagram, right? So it was like all the stuff, you know, you look back and you'd like, Okay, like and then but I that that that's you know, I flipped that switch and I worked hard and I told him I wanna play cornerback. I remember like just I told the coach, I'm like, I'm playing cornerback. He laughed. He's like, All right, you all right? All right. And as you know, you know, I'm just I worked every day with uh with juice. Juice worked me. Yeah. Juice yeah. worked me twice a week for like three months. Twice a week. We went to the force up there and we was getting it in twice a week and we were just trying to figure it out. And he was just the basics. He said, he called me nephew, he said, nephew, what's gonna have you be great, right? Is just you doing the basics. Mm-hmm. Everything is the basics. If you can do the basics, you're gonna be a star, right? And then was that's when everything really started to go.
0: You mentioned mental health. Right. A lot of uh a lot of youngsters go through mental health. Yes. Uh what was your uh, what was that that switch that, you know, besides the banquet, how did you get the mental health part together?
2: It was hard. I mean like, I have battled, like, through, from, from 17 to 27, so in that 10-year span. I probably had, like, a a real mental health battle probably three times, right? Mm-hmm. And them three times in my life was the first one was when I was obviously in high school. My second one was uh, in college, right? My mm-hmm. Like, not in college, but right after college. I went from I – w- I was a true freshman starter. I went from not even playing in high school, having one great season, got into the, the East West All-Star game was pretty much is like the hood versus the suburbs and they had me playing for the suburbs. You feel what I'm saying? When my school is in the hood. So why am I playing for the suburbs? <laughs> but so but I you know I go from that and then I go to college and then you I fell in conditioning test. Mm-hmm. And I remember they was like, We brought this guy in for what? Like, you know, like we giving him a scholarship for what But I've never been a conditioning guy. But I can play football and be in condition. You know what I'm saying? So I went from that, and then I was like the fourth string corner, fifth string corner. And then a week, like the week of the first game, they named me a starter into the scrimmage. (laughs) And then the rest was history. And then I was starter, starter, starter. And then I became All-American as a senior. I really should have been All-American as a junior. And I put up these crazy numbers. I didn't give up a touchdown for 28 straight games. My senior year, I only gave up three catches in conference for 10 yards.
0: So, did that, uh, did that that freshman year? Yeah, with the mental health side of things, it was different
2: what, because you you I just failed the conditioning test, and I'm looking, they looking at me crazy like we just we ain't putting money into you to go to school, and you just failed the conditioning test. Who are you? Like, you're not what we thought you was. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, but the mental health really didn't kick in right then and there until like when I when you know after my senior year. And I started to get ready for the next level. And the only thing they was worried about for me is how fast are you going to run? Never been fast. i never been fast. I just play smart enough that you think I'm fast, right? Like, I'm not. if I know this guy I can run a 4-2, I'm not about to let you just be running free. I'm going to put my mm-hmm. hands on you the best way I can, but play smart. I give up all the short stuff, but I won't let you take the top off me because I can tackle. So I'll give up that. You know what I'm saying? So after that. After that senior year, and and I I didn't run the 40 that I wanted. I did everything else great, 225, 21 times. I I think I jumped like a 911 or something like that. I jumped like a a 39-and-a-half inch vert, 37-and-a-half, something like that. But I ran a 4.66. And then, you know, I went from – Okay, you could have been. Something could be happening because I'm my whole thing. I want to change my family life. That's yes, I'm, yes. So I'm like, I put in all this effort. I want to be able to give my mom money, give my dad money, take them on trips. Like that's my main thing.
0: That weighs you. Uh, that weighs you down and can stress you out because you want to provide so much for your parents and my uh, my siblings, your you know? siblings yeah. as well. Uh, you know, you always see. Pops always at the game. Sitting over there on the side. He don't do the code. You
2: know. Man, he probably... He
0: could. won't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just just come to think about it. Is. I never yeah, seen yeah,
2: him do yeah. the code. He, cold. he, I ain't he don't do no code. You ain't catching no code. He probably... <laughs> yeah. If it's good, good weather games, you probably... I'll he be, be. there. He yeah, might, yep. if, yeah. He might be at one or two <laughs> if he's feeling good. But other than that, he'll watch it, though. But moms, moms will come to the game. She don't even know what's going on. But she ain't doing
0: the code either, though. So she ain't going to do the code either, though. You know, it, it, it's... It's one of those things where uh you want to impress and do for your parents so bad it's uh I felt
2: like a failure.
0: Yeah. You know? You 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 feel you know, you feel that something's uh I did I, I did something wrong or you know, and that can weigh on you, you know, especially <laughs> when you know your parents are good people and did yeah, what they sure. you know,
2: and you dedicate so much, you know what I'm saying? Like I literally mm-hmm. was, like, not not eat or not do different things. You know, like, the people that I was training with, big-name dudes still in the NFL to this day, right? I trained mm-hmm. at Michael Johnson Performance. and
3: Hold
0: know, on. That right there, a lot of kids don't, don't experience get that. Yeah. that kind of experience. Yeah. See? Kevin Smith, went,
2: the other cornerback from the Cowboys, on the other side of Deion Sanders, nobody even knew he was on the other side of Deion Sanders. They call him Pug, Coach mm-hmm. Pug. He trained me. He trained me, like, my DB drills. He got me so right to the point where it was crazy. And nobody ever gave him the acknowledgement because he was the other side of Deion Sanders.
0: Well, with you, all it took was work. Yeah. A A lot of kids don't understand the work that you must put in to get to a level like that. Yeah. The mental side of you, work, 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 work. Play smart. Where did it come from?
2: Just... I talk to him, talk to my, you know, my brothers. And they, 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 tough on me, and stuff like that. But you just gotta understand, it's like I'm not about to just be doing nothing. I gotta play smart. It's just like a game of chess, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I'm not. I can be the most athletic guy and go crazy. That's not gonna always win. You are gonna outsmart me eventually.
0: Well, we talking football, but this football is more of uh, making making life rules, my life decisions, yeah. making the right move. Right, uh, pops. Seeing all three of your sons,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I asked you this before, but every last one of them successful.
1: Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh. What is it that, because I want you to give advice? What is it that you can give? Some type of advice you can give, again, to a father or mother. To raise three successful boys and steer them from uh, a lot of the mistakes that some of us guys out here uh, fall into.
1: Well, you you, you just got to uh, you got to always let them know what uh, it's a, like a two-headed coin. You, you tell them what's on one side and and what's gonna mm-hmm. happen on the other side. If you do this, this could happen. But if you do this, this could happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's up to them to make the right choice. You know, yeah. you do all you can by trying to send them in that right direction. Sometimes, you know how they say, you can take a water a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same way with the kids. You talk to them and you tell them, look, if you do this, this could happen for you. Nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. But if you do this, nothing but bad things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you got to believe in God and you got to pray all the time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, all this is just... Temporary. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And you got to let them know that. Give them something to believe in.
0: hmm
1: You know what I'm saying? That
0: right there, something to believe in. Mm-hmm. Um uh, You You were part of the six six seventies and 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. You seen a lot of things. Absolutely. As uh, far as a kid coming up uh, down in the projects, how much... Uh, How much did it – a kid believes, but when that belief becomes hard and you got to do certain things, Mm -hmm. those decisions, uh, let me ask you this, those decisions that you have to make, how tough is it to not take that route uh, when there's – when things are, you know, tempting – you know you don't want to take that route. But mm-hmm. You you take it. How tough is that decision uh to go about?
1: Well it is is definitely tough because like my son said he had like mental mental issues or whatever when he talked to me, you know I you know you know like when he talked to me. Yeah. I talked to him and I know things on his mind. You know I listened to him. But you know like when I was coming up, I didn't have no Issues like that, where it has no mental issues, I didn't. You know, I, I don't I don't even think I had got depressed, even though I wanted to do these things as well. Yeah. Take care of my my mom and my pop. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I ever did is take care of everybody. Yeah. You know that was my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So when I uh, like I told him and the rest of them, the worst thing I ever did was uh, dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. That was the worst thing I ever did. So I try to make sure they don't do it and try to let them know I. I still regret it to this day. it haunts me every day. you know what I'm saying, so letting them know that as we coming up and then deciding to just you know just stay just stay positive but it, when i when I dropped out of college and then I couldn't you know my 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 dreams you know went away, then uh I decided to do something negative. Mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying, but when I signed up for it, I know what you know
0: comes with That's it. That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Stand down on what you do. You know, you can go to jail. You can get killed. You can kill somebody. All this.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So is this what you want? I say, well, I ain't, I ain't got no money. This, this is what I chose. Mm-hmm. So I let them know this is what I chose, and I signed up for that. And I could have been gone a long time ago. So I try to tell them, don't do this.
0: You were around a lot of major players. Absolutely. Um, these experiences... Uh, do they haunt you to this day? Uh, well, in that life,
1: no, nah, it, it it don't, it don't hunt me. I tease my son sometimes, I just play with him and tell him I, I'm living on borrowed time because I should have been gone a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But it don't, it don't hunt me. I, I made a lot of bad choices, but I came up out of them, you mm-hmm. know. But no, nah, don't, don't nothing hunt me. I sleep good at night, good, mm-hmm.
0: good uh the reason why I ask that because uh-huh. we uh me and the uh me and the sister a few episodes ago- uh-huh. we talked about the crack epidemic- mm-hmm. uh the crack epidemic lasted a good twenty five years mm-hmm. do you think that was a uh a genocidal error uh us killing each other you know one of the greatest genocides on this planet.
1: Yeah, pretty much because you know that changed the uh, that crack era, man. Was something else, man. It was just crazy, and uh, that's why I guess the police was so hard on crack because it was causing so you know so many deaths. Yeah, you know everybody was they was killing each other about nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then a person you know when a person do something stupid you say oh, that's a dope fiend move when you do something real stupid they call it dope fiend move cuz when you own dope you don't care what you do yeah and you don't care about the consequences you just want that dope yeah you know what i'm saying so um yeah it definitely was that you know it did a, it it did a number on things you know what i'm saying so you know like i, I was selling crack you know i never did any drugs in my life or oh, or drink See, or i drink. never See, my thing in life was I always wanted to be different, but I always wanted to stay strong. I didn't want nobody talking to my kids later on in life, saying, yeah, man, Joe beat your father up, or your father was a junkie, or your father was an alcoholic. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I never wanted that. Yeah. I used to live, I was living for my kids before I even had kids.
0: You, you were intelligent, before, way always intelligent. From Absolutely. What, from what you you spoke of right there and then going into college.
1: Absolutely. What
0: you go uh to school, college for?
1: Sociology.
0: Sociology.
1: Yeah. So when when my thing, like I, my mom and my pop, they never did nothing negative. They was hardworking people, but they loved us to death. My mom, we didn't have, like my mom would buy me one pair of shoes for one year, for the whole year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things I was going through like that, I say, when I have a son, I'm going to buy him 20 pairs of shoes. He ain't going to have one pair of shoes. Yeah. Everything that I went through when I was little. Now, I was thinking about my kids before I was even having kids or having anything. I was always thinking about wow. my kids already. Wow. My kids, mine's already in my head. What I was going through, and I say, when I come to the house and I'm hungry, and I ain't got nothing to eat in the refrigerator but some water, yeah. I say, my kids ain't going to be like that. It ain't gonna ha- that ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, I was always thinking about my kids before I even had kids. Man. So, I, I never Man. drunk. I never smoked because I think that... Anything that you do that changes the body chemistry to me makes you weak. I don't judge nobody else. Right. I just say it makes you weak. That's like even if a person smoke a cigarette, he must be nervous. Yeah. So that's just yeah, my yeah. That's just my opinion. I don't judge nobody. Right. And, and put nobody down to talk about. It. I just you just say that pick to up me. on those absolutely. Things. Yes, so yes. I won't smoke no cigarette. I won't drink. I won't smoke. I never did that in my life. Never. Now you got people. When I was younger, they was doing it. Now they got older. Now they were trying to stop doing it which yeah. now they trying to get on the side I'm on now. It's harder
0: now. Absolutely. they on the life or on the stop.
1: Absolutely. Where, where did that come from? Uh, uh, I don't even know for real. It's just been like that with me, like, just being around. Like, you know, I could be, I, I used to be around everybody. And I, I might be around some guys. I'm little, and I like to hang around older guys, and I'm, I like to, I'm watching because I'm trying to learn my mind. And, you know, when you're a kid, your mind is like a sponge. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning. I see a dude that could fight, and then here it is, he drunk. Then another dude beat him up, and then I hear him talking. He say, yeah, man, dude beat such-such up last night. Yeah, man, he was drunk. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, because I know he could fight, but if he wasn't drunk, he would have won that fight. So therefore, I won't never be drunk.
0: The <laughs> reason why I ask that, because addiction, uh, I, you... You were baby a baby uh, when the epidemic came about, and you see with this, this chemical imbalance, the crack, the alcohol, and the cigarettes. Uh, I, can, I can see why you never did, you know, from the lifestyle you, you really, you know, say, oh, hell no. Nah. It's it's a hell of a thing to see that, you know, uh, and I'm not trying to bring up the old.
1: Well, it's okay, but, whatever.
0: Um, seeing someone, not judging, bringing you everything they got mm-hmm. to get high.
1: That's right.
0: Um, when you look at that shit, man, mm-hmm. what is it that, you know... What is it that you're going to your mind at that time uh, when you see them bringing everything they got to get high?
1: Well, when they used to do that, I used to, I used to, you know, you see, I wasn't when I, 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 I would say to them like I try to, I always try to give them a some positive and say, mm-hmm. look, man, you, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. But I still take it because see the thing is. Whatever they got, and they're trying to sell. If they're trying to sell it to me, if, they, if I want to buy, the next man will. Will, right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So, therefore, I still will purchase it. But with me, I give them something positive to think about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll take it. I'm saying, look here, boom, boom, boom. I'm going to take it. I'm saying, well, look here, man. You shouldn't do this to yourself. You shouldn't sell your stuff, man. Or you shouldn't do this. These drugs ain't no good for you. You need to get yourself together, man. You need to get in the program. I always gave them something positive. Yes. You know, when I, even I would accept what they got. So, You're
0: a different breed,
1: absolutely. So that's where you know they they always still to this day they'll say something to me and be like, Mike, man, you this, you that, man, you always looked out for me, even when I was messed up, man, you used to try to talk to me, you know, because that's what I used to do.
0: Do you think that's where that sociology,
1: uh, absolutely. going through college came absolutely. in? Absolutely, because with- he, I, I used to want to study people and see, figure them out why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. That was always my thing. Why? You know, when they tell me, oh, a person ran up in the bank and shot these people, what would make them do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anything that a person would do, and I, I just was curious. I want to know. You know, I'd I be want to, to talk to them for real. I want to see what's in their mind. What, why did you do that? What yeah. made you do that? You know, and then you have, you know, like he said, that mental health. See, sometimes people just snap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that mental health is serious. It's real, you know what I'm saying. People yeah. don't understand that, but that's real. You can take a person today; he cool, and you see him walking around. He then he start acting like he ain't social. Then next thing you know, he kill himself. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying. A Friend of yeah. mine just did that. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So people don't know that mental health is real. Like if I would, I say, man, if I would have seen him and I'd seen him, he moving and he acting different. I say, you all right, man? You cool? Mm-hmm. You got something on your mind? You want to tell me? You see know what I'm saying? You, Open the door like that.
0: Yeah, you uh, people forget how important that is to just check on somebody. Hey, you all right? You know, uh, a lot of people just go on everyday life and ignoring those things. Absolutely. You know, and it costs that kind of thing, you know. Absolutely. Um, let's touch on this. I'm always bring it up and brag about your three sons, mm-hmm. you know, my father and my brothers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? Football coach excuse me, basketball coach at Catholic school. Yeah, Central uh, Catholic. Central Catholic. Right.
2: All three of us went there.
0: See, <laughs> that experience right there, a lot of people, a lot excuse me, a lot of black males don't get. Uh, what was that experience like for you from going from public school, being able to go to uh a known Catholic school, and get it—not only just an education, but it's a life, is lifetime experience. Cause you, it, this is not just a regular public school that you're going to. Yeah, for
2: sure. Uh, I mean, my mom, she started me off at—I went to George Washington Carver. Everybody know Car- George Washington <laughs> Carver down the way. Then after mm-hmm. that, she she decided to, you know, she going into the sixth grade. She said, "I want." You know, I want more for you in the education education system. So then she decided to send me to St. John the Palmsine. That was the name of the school, mm-hmm. right there on Broadway. Um, I went there for sixth and the seventh grade. Then she decided to transfer me to St. Adelbert right there in yeah. Quincy. Yeah. Right. So that then that was just from like her friends telling her, you know they got the education here. Da-da-da-da. You can get a scholarship to go to the next. So I did it. Then you know. Central Catholic was a a no-brainer. I wanted to go somewhere else, right? I wanted to try to do something different. It wasn't no debate for my mom, and and them, they just was like, you know, your brother Dede went to Central Catholic, your brother Marquise went to Central Catholic. You got to go to Central Catholic. Mm -hmm. But, see, me, I don't don't play basketball, you know? I ain't never played basketball, and um, I did, but, I mean, I was terrible. I remember my dad, and uh, he came to a game one time when I was younger, and I traveled and I think he walked out. So like, <laughs> like, hey, he walked hell, out. Yeah, 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 he walked out. So I knew basketball wasn't for me. Like I, I knew that wasn't for me. So yeah, I, him and my uncle Ron came to the game and we was like in the sixth grade, seventh grade, and me and Baker both traveled like back to back drives back to back, you know, possessions, and they was tripping, and I'm like, yeah, see, this is ain't for me, but uh, just to go to, but to go to Central College, it was just like. Like I said, it was no choice. Like you, I had zero choice, so I had to just go do what I had to do, and it wasn't no debate for her. So, well,
0: it was, no, it's no hell, no, it's no debate. And anytime yeah. you got your kid, he got an opportunity and a chance to get somewhere in life, you know, uh, but it, through this education.
2: Yeah, I mean, from 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 statistics, every time, like you know, from our three years, I mean, our the three boys that went to Central Catholic, every one of us did some type of history as Central Catholic hmm excuse me day day he got a chance to go you know coach Duncan you know whatever everybody call him he got a chance to go to the final four yeah I I was able to take Central Catholic to the to their second ever you know football playoffs and I yes. was able to be a part of that you know we yes. won the the conference championship like I was able to be a part of that special moment you know, and uh, my brother Keys, so I can't really remember a lot from him, and my dad probably can tell you, but <laughs> but we all did something, you know, that will somehow be remembered. You know, Day Days are already inducted into the Cleveland Central Catholic Hall of Fame. So uh, you know, I I'm thinking one of these days they probably gonna induct me. I don't know when, but when yeah. they do though, they it's gonna, gonna be. Put it's you gonna, in. <laughs> they got to they ain't got no choice. So they definitely ain't got no choice with just everything that I did. But
0: Mr. Yeah. Bell, <laughs> a lot of parents really don't know. How that feel, man. You know, your your boys, uh in these situations in life, uh, you look back and you see a lot of uh other guys' kids and mm-hmm. they you know they ain't make it, you know.
1: Absolutely. Kinda of
0: feeling is that, man? I mean to know
1: you you know your kids took the right path, it feel great. You ain't got the you know, worry about that phone call that night or going down 71. You know what I'm saying? Say, and well, I told you so. I told you so. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because you did everything you could. You know what I'm saying? You know, when your kids come in the house with a pair of shoes, Say, well, you know, you got to monitor them. You got to know what's going on with them, man. You got to stay on top of it. You know what I'm saying? That
3: hey, right you there. See your
1: son come in the house, he got new shoes, a jacket, he always got money. And you steady in the house, and then you, you wonder if you ain't gave him no money, where he got the money from? Mm-hmm. You got to stay on top of it. Then when something go wrong, now you want to say, oh, my baby didn't do it. My son didn't do that. My son didn't. When he was coming to the house with all them shoes and clothes and that money, what you think he was out there doing?
0: Doing, that? yeah. A lot of parents, they're overlooking that.
1: they overlooking that. That's what I'm saying. You got to be on top of that. When my son came in with something, I know he has shoes on. Mm-hmm. I know I bought him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I know I bought him. Everything he got, I, I know where it came from. They ain't never come in with nothing. They they was always on the right track. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you know it's it, and to, to know when you' trying to keep them like that and they like that, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Your granddad yet?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we got
2: a we got a dunk in that play for Central Catholic right now. Dead a son. Yeah.
0: So second generation. Yeah, yes, sir. So the fourth one. So
1: yeah. Yes, sir.
0: Now you you're at it again you at sitting it again, back and you're looking at it man. smile on your face you always got it. to smile absolutely but when you when talking about these boys absolutely. you know you glow up you absolutely. Know what I'm saying?
1: they do that to you yeah i love my grandsons man they beautiful man they beautiful I, I love them more than their daddy i love them more <laughs> than my kids now i want i want them i love them so much
0: <laughs> um seeing this second generation knowing did what you did with this first? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You, you always look at future. You say you always think. What do you? What are you see?
1: They strictly positive, man. They great kids. Even if they wasn't mine, like I love all kids, man. I, when I go to the store, I buy little kids stuff. I don't even know them. I introduce, I introduce myself to them mm-hmm. first. I say how you doing. And they with, if they with their mom or their dad, I say excuse me, my man. Is it all right if I give your son this $2 or $5? Yeah. I ask the parents first because I don't want them to feel disrespected because I'm trying to give their kids something. Yeah. Like they can't give it to them. You understand what I'm saying? So I always ask them first. Hey, is it all right? How you doing, brother? Is it all right? My name Mike Bell. Is it all right if I give your son two dollars? He say, lady say, Thank you for asking. Sure. Go right ahead. Yeah. You know, like that. So, you know, I love kids, you know what I'm saying? So my grandkids, they like like sunshine, man. <laughs> you know. They like sunshine for sure.
0: Um, seeing the things you've seen in life, coming from where you come from, major player. We got this thing on here where I always ask my guys, When you got that first piece of money, mm-hmm. where did you go and get? And how did it feel?
1: When I when I was in the streets? Yeah. Well, before, well, before I had got the first piece of money with that, when I had worked a job in a factory when I got out oh, of school. So you
0: always had.
1: Right. So, no, well, no when I worked this job at a factory, I, I only worked it for, I think, three weeks. It was killing me, man. I yeah. couldn't do it. I said, this ain't for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they paid me. My first check I got, I had Dede, my oldest son. I spent every dime of my check on him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I wanted to do, take care of my son. That's yes. what, the whole reason I was working. But I was trying to tell him. He wasn't nothing but a little dude, but I was telling him. He ain't know what I was talking about, but I was telling him, I, get, I can't work this factory, man. It's killing me. Yeah. You know. But I spent my whole check on him when I worked. That was that first job I worked for two, three weeks, something like that. When they paid me, I, I, I quit and spent my money on my son. And yeah. then after that, I went to school. But after that, when I decided to hit them streets and I started making them major chips, that's all I was doing was taking care of him and his mom and uh so you I bought. put it back in yeah, the family. Absolutely. I had bought my mom a car, my dad a car, my mom a living room set, my dad a dining room set. I was just, you know, taking care of everybody. You know what I'm saying?
0: So You know, you you shared you shared the love. Absolutely. You know, you spread the love. Absolutely. Um uh, when when every everybody see you, you know from what I see ah mm-hmm. oh, it's always love, absolutely, you know love and laughter absolutely you, know? you uh you grew up in harsh times down there
1: absolutely um
0: to stay straight on this narrow path after
1: easy or hard uh is I think it's easy, for real, to stay positive, man. It's easy. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want. You know, anything that you want, it's easy, man. It, it comes with easy. It's just like, it's, it, to me, I think it's like, like I tell my kids, it's like practice. You just keep practicing, practicing, and you're going to get better and better, like I used to tell Malik.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? When he was upset at the banquet, mm-hmm. I told him, don't worry about it. You know, me and him sitting there, he want to cry, and you know, that ain't going to do you no good. Yeah. That ain't going to help you. You got to work. When you work and I promise you, you work hard. You're gonna get it, they gonna give you awards and everything. And you just remember how they treated you today. Yeah. I try to tell him that to keep that, to keep him to something to keep him driving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That'll keep you driving. If you get cut from a team or they treat you bad, and that gives motivation to keep you going. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you make you try harder. You know what I'm saying?
0: When did you know you had something in the boys?
1: Well, even when they was little. As they was coming up, they was little. They was uh. They would always listen. They they was never hard headed. Like I said, I never had to whoop them. My thing was, uh. I used to trick them, say I'm gonna buy them this and buy them that, mm-hmm. but that that not really trick them, but just tell them that, you know, say, hey, you know, if you do this, you do that. I'm gonna buy you this and buy you that, and they used to cry to hang to be with me. Yeah. So you know, I didn't have to whoop them or do anything. Like they punishment would be, okay, I'm not coming to pick you up. You can't go with me. Oh, and then they ha- then they start crying. I say, "Well, act right, do the right thing, listen to your mother, you know, whatever." Yeah, I keep them positive, and then if you be good, then you can hang out with your dad. <laughs> and that's what they always wanted to do. They <laughs> they wanted to hang out with their dad. So you that's... ain't got no rules at this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, go to hang out with him, you McDonald's. Gonna... You know, when when they be hungry, mom be mad. You know, their mother be mad because. They wouldn't eat the food. They didn't want to eat the home cooked food, which is best for them. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I know it's best for them, but then, or sometimes when they we out together, she'll try to say, uh, you know, they want different things. Yeah, she say, no, you know, she'll try to say, look, everybody gonna get this, you know. Yeah, but me, if you want peace, I'm gonna take you to peace. You yeah. want Chinese food? I'm take you get Chinese food. Literally, what you make, want? McDonald's? Okay, then we all Now we all riding. You got pizza, he got Chinese food, you got McDonald's, you got Burger King. Everybody happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I used to do. Yeah. It. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So No problem. Absolutely. Wow. So the kids
1: love that. I love it cuz my thing was if you happy, I'm happy. Yes. You know that's, yes. that's how I am. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's that's always my thing. If you happy, I'm happy. I want to make you happy. So if you happy, I'm happy
0: that this 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 type of fatherhood parenting, uh, where did that come from?
1: Well, I guess you could say it came from my mom and my pop because they didn't have nothing, but they loved us to death. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have new clothes. My mom say, son, we can't afford new clothes, but your clothes is clean. As long as your clothes clean, you good. Yeah. And that, you know, I used to tell them that, you know, I ain't got no new clothes, but my clothes clean. As long as my clothes clean, I'm good. But my mom, they would do anything for me my dad, but they didn't have nothing. Yeah. But they, they would do it. They would you know what do. I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you can think like, well, you know, like if you just say, I, you know, I asked my dad, you got $2? He say, son, I don't got it. But if I had it, I'd give it to you. Yeah. To him to tell me that, you know what I'm saying? I know he don't got it. Yeah. Because he ain't got no gas in his car. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But to, for him to tell me that, say, you know, if I ever had it, I'm definitely going to look out for him. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that means a lot for a person to not have it. To me, it means a lot for a person not to have it and say that, man, if I had it, I'd give it to you. To according to another person having it and not giving not it to me. It to you. you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yes. yes. You know, family is everything. Absolutely. You know, uh, a lot of times uh, out there in the streets, a lot of these guys don't have family. Mm-hmm. So they move a different way. Uh, no no kind of no kind of feeling it seems like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but when they come into the streets and they meet guys like you and showing them what family is like showing them what the love is like uh you know things kind of take a change you know with some of some of these guys um family like I say this uh this podcast is all about telling your story and seeing uh, your future, you know. We all have a past. Absolutely. You know, but it's that future that you uh, you look toward after your past and knowing that, uh, you know, you have a hell of a future ahead of you, Mr. Bell, with these boys, you know. That's uh, a... a Congratulations, you know, much success. Uh Thank- Mr. Duncan. Yeah. Anything you wanna plug, you know, to the people.
2: Um, nah, man. Uh just if y'all, if y'all Yo, get on, if dude. y'all, you know, if y'all get a good chance, you know, check out Quad City staying with us this upcoming season. Uh season start in March. Indoor football league. Um National Championship will be on C B S so I, that's big shit man yeah. you gotta
0: pop that i'm just man. saying you gotta you gotta, i just gotta like just it. tell
2: him you know what i'm saying just catch your boy malik duncan that's what i mean i ain't i, I told you everything person for me if they gonna watch it they gonna watch
0: it if they ain't gonna watch it they <laughs> ain't gonna watch if it if it's on cbs
2: well we got we get into the chip uh, though we, we already went before but we got to get back so that's the it's the you know it's that get back we got to get
0: back for sure <laughs> mr bill anything
1: no I, I just want to tell him I'm dropping an album next month <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, he, 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 he a big deal on Instagram nah, he, related, he a big deal man, on I'm Instagram related, man, <laughs> man. They, love him. Yeah. they love you man they love how he is on Instagram he just I always tell people my dad is a free comedian so I'm about to become his me and my sister Michaela we about to become his managers and we about to take him to the well, next
0: level he's a social person so yeah. for him to be social this social media is right up his alley you know? Know, I'm, but they
2: don't know. See the world don't know who the real Mike Bell is So we gotta <laughs> We trying to tell people who he really is That he's been doing The things that he been doing He already was doing this type of stuff Just nobody never noticed he was doing
0: But we well, know see, You as the sons You get real <laughs> inside on stuff yeah, Everybody re- can't get it nah. You see that's why it's so special to you guys Yeah so. it's, it's He, he, <laughs> he crazy you know, man Same thing you go through with yours Imagine what I'm going
2: through with mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, already, yeah. I already know how your dad is, too. Yeah. Your, got dad,
1: your dad's great, man. You got a good dad, man. He he always be like, Mike, you got another one for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got yeah. another one. <laughs> he know. He know. He know what's going to come with it, you know?
0: Three back-to-back. Yeah. Successful program. You know, he know what's going to come with it, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, when, when you got that. It's like, uh, it, 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 it's an unbelievable thing, man. Uh, it's unbelievable, man, to see your family and my family jail and uh, see the smiles. Absolutely. You know, hey, guys, thank you for coming out. Uh, I wanted to get you on here, you know, get your story and show everybody success, you know, uh, when you can overcome street shit. Absolutely, um, man. Street recovery. We out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace.
2: Man, shit. Tyson. <laughs>